Hello and welcome to The Final Whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. And it finishes 1-1 at Elland Road. And with us to discuss all of the major talking points from that match is Dean Hammond and Adrian Kajumba. Great to have you both with us. Uh, Adrian, we'll come to you first. Both Southampton and Leeds having to settle for a point apiece there. What was your reflections on that performance? I think from, from Southampton's perspective, obviously it stops the rot after four defeats in a row, which is you know good to bring an end to that. I think overall, you'd probably say that was a fair result, a draw. I think both sides had their, their spells when they, in top, when they were on top, when they were in the ascendancy, looked like they were the most likely side to score. Leeds, especially at the start, sort of first 15, 20 minutes, it was it was intense, it was frantic, it was some some desperate defending, some some real sort of panicky moments in the Saints box and in the round, sort of Fraser Forster. But I thought either side had a goal and sort of up to when they equalised, maybe 10, 15 minutes into the second half. Southampton were the best side, actually. Um, fully deserved to, to draw level and possibly go ahead, but then the game kind of petered out a little bit after that. So I think overall, a bit of fair result that one will draw. Dean, would you echo those thoughts? What were your feelings on that performance today? Yeah, I totally agree with Adrian. I think um, a 1 1 result was probably a fair result. Um, I think there was good moments for, for both teams. I think, I think um, the formations um, kind of cancelled each out uh, at times in terms of there'd been a lot of bodies within the middle of the field, quite narrow for for both teams, even though Southampton had a bit of joy in the second half with Cole Capita's giving Southampton really, really good width. Um, not many opportunities in the game, a few half chances. Um, but yeah, Leeds started very, very well, real intensity, real purpose and, and were the better the team and probably deserved to, to go in front. Um, but a good reaction from Southampton in, in the second half and uh, like we're going to talk about a brilliant free kick from from Prowse, as always, which we kind of expect now. Um, but it, w- it was fantastic. Um, and then that moment potentially in the first half was Shea Adams, which was a brilliant get- bit of skill and a great save from the Leeds goalkeeper. And then a half opportunity just after the Southampton equaliser actually for, for Brozier, where he couldn't quite get his foot around it. So a decent enough away performance. And like Adrian said, to, to kind of stop the... Uh, the run of defeats uh, and to get a point on the board against an improving Leeds team. Uh, um, it is good for, for Southampton. So the performance was pretty good. Um, and I'm sure the manager and the players will be pretty pleased with some improvements, um, which I know they can um, improve on as the season continues. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Good afternoon, everybody. After a fortnight's break, the Premier League is back. Brozier, but now... Livermento's got it, he puts it in and Adam slips, but he sets it up and the shot fired by Elianusen straight at the keeper. Now, this corner from the left will be whipped in low to the near post and in the end it's still not dealt with and Saints have to clear it, it comes off the line, shot comes again, goal goes in, not going to count. And now Brozier will run the defender and he's dragged down and surely that's a foul. Now click down the right for Leeds in an advanced position, inside him he's got support from Rafinha and he gets it back off a ricochet and he can't keep it in, oh can he? And the tap from Forster and it's not dealt with and the referee and the linesman, no one puts a flag up. It looked as if it was a body check up here for me on the halfway line. That's what Saints Managed to hold him off and get it, finds Romeo, clever ball for Romeo, Adams turns brilliantly, oh what a save from Melier to stop Saints equalising. He's left of centre, he's about three yards from the box, right-footed, curls it and pass Melier, and he does deliver! 
the Southampton captain to the right of the keeper and Stuart Dallas can attack and threads a great ball to Gelhard down the left he's cross blocked shot comes in punched away by Forster who clashes with his own defender Saints have stopped the rot Adrian can you talk us through that opening goal for Leeds it it seemed a wee bit scrappy yeah it was I think there were a few elements in there where you'd probably say fortune sort of favoured Leeds and or you know went Leeds' way um, in the sort of build up to that goals possible foul on Armando Brogia before. When Rafinha gets to the byline, he kind of smuggles par Carl Walker Peters and then just about keeps the ball in as well. Um, I feel Fraser Force was maybe a little bit unlucky because normally when a goalkeeper gets a sort of touch onto a cross like that, he was stretching for a start. Normally when a goalkeeper gets a touch on that, they sort of divert it away from where everyone normally expects it to drop, you know, that the flight the path that it was taken. So it's a bit unlucky maybe on his part that it ends up falling perfectly to, for Jack Harrison. Maybe Tino Livermento is just slightly on his heels a little bit um, and Harrison obviously just gets a touch and pokes it in. So there are a few elements in that goal where from a Southampton perspective, you're thinking, oh, you know, that that, that element, that part there that maybe could have gone our way and, and Leeds don't get the goal. But I think on the basis of the, you know, up to that period when they, when they did score, they probably did deserve it at that point. Yeah, Dean, there could have been a foul in the build-up on Brogia. What was your thoughts on that? I think it's a foul. Um, I think it's clever play from, from Brogia as the ball comes out, um, lets the ball run. He's fully aware of where Cooper is um, and he lets the ball run and, and kind of beats him in, in a foot race and probably is a little bit too strong for, for Cooper. But Cooper uses his experience and gets his body in the way and both kind of fall to the floor. So I can understand why the referee is probably undecided on it and continues play. Um, but obviously we get the, uh, the the beauty of seeing it again and on replaying from different angles. And I think it is a is a free kick, um, which ultimately led up to the goal. But there was, like Adrian said, there was lots of bits in between. The actual ball ended up in the back of the net where Southampton would feel a little bit aggrieved about and probably could have done a little bit better out about. Um, Leeds had some fortune in terms of Rafinha um, kind of wormed his way and deflected through Carl Walker-Peters, which was fortunate, did well to get to the byline. Could Fraser Forster do a little bit better? Um, I think you're always taught as a goalkeeper not to direct the ball back into the middle of the area, but I think he's overstretching and maybe just wants to push it behind him. Um, Livermento, is he a little bit on on his heels and could react a little bit quicker? Um, and Bednarek actually just gets done by a little bit of good movement from, from Daniel James, a little quick movement that kind of loses him and he overcovers, which means he's not in the centre of, of the box. So I think Leeds deserve to be in front of that point. But if you took it all the way back, I think it is a foul. Um, but I've seen them not given and obviously it wasn't given. Um, but yes, it's interesting because Abroge is away. If he gets past Cooper, then I think he's one-on-one and, and through on goal and Southampton don't go one nil down. Well, not much to talk about for the rest of the first half, but the second half certainly started with a bang. 49 minutes, a free kick. None other than James Ward-Prowse stepping up. Adrian, were you ever in doubt? No, I wasn't actually. Um, as soon as, you know, when Carl Walker-Peters gets fouled and you, you realise where the, the free kick actually is going to be taken from, we've all seen it before. We're all going through, you know, we know what's going to happen here when James Ward-Prowse steps up. Um, you know, the record he's got, is is phenomenal, really. He, he probably will go on to break David Beckham's record of 18 Premier League free kicks. Clearly worked so hard. And I think as well, not only does, does he... I mean, what, what maybe shows it is the fact that when a free kick is is given to Southampton in that area, you you know almost what James Ward-Prowse is going to do. More often than not, he's going to try and bend it over the wall to the goalkeeper's top right-hand corner. 
they know that he's going to do that and they still can't stop it repeatedly he can do it so that just shows how much work he puts in sort of working on the direction the flight of the ball the pace at which he's got to hit the ball an unbelievable skill and and just credit to him every every time he sort of pulls it off so Adrian said that he thinks it's only a matter of time before Prousey overtakes Beckham's record. We certainly hope that is the case. Uh, 13 goals for him uh, from Premier League free kicks. He has now overtaken Henri and Zola. Uh, Dean, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think uh, it's only a matter of time before he does overtake David Beckham? Well, it's amazing the company is keeping. I mean, the names you just mentioned there, Kenzie, Zola. Um, Thierry Henry and David Beckham and some of the best players that have ever played in the Premier League and, and James Ward-Prowse is, is mentioned in the, in the same context. So that is brilliant. The ability he has um, is fantastic. He's 27 now, I believe. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, five away from Beckham, six to, to be the leading all-time free-kick taker. I think he'll do it. Um, it's just a matter of time, I suppose. Um, and the ratio is going at, you'd probably think he would do it in two to three, maybe four seasons. So it's fantastic. And they're all fantastic goals and all different type of free kicks as well from, from different distances as well. So it's, it's an exceptional ability, but we've got to remember he works very, very hard at it. You know, he does a lot in training. Um, so it's no fluke, um, but it's almost become really normal that we expect him to, to score a goal like that. And it's such a spectacular goal that, I know I watch games and I'm always just wishing players to be brought down around the area because it's a great opportunity for Southampton to to get a goal. But I think we also forget that Prowse is such a good player as well. Um, you know, such an all-round player and has improved so much over the last two or three seasons when he's become captain. I think he's he's improving all the time. He's a brilliant midfield player. He can do everything. Um, you know, he's, he's strong, he's fit, his awareness is good, his passing range is good, he's getting assists now, he's scoring goals. Um, so I think he's, you know, he's just coming into his prime. So it's a brilliant achievement and um, it's crazy. You know, when I was at the club and he was coming through as a 16-year-old to, to think he would achieve this, um, it's amazing and all credit to him. Well, that free kick certainly seemed like it'd be a catalyst at the time for a Southampton turnaround. They were playing better, Adrian, as, as you said. But what did you make of the game after that? Because it seemed like there were very few sort of clear-cut chances. Yeah, there were a few. There was obviously the one from Armando Brogia, uh, sort of near post from, from Tino Livermento's cross, which he couldn't quite redirect on goal or, or divert towards goal. I think Southampton responded really well to going behind and they, they had quite a few chances after going behind and, and they had a, sort of that spell up until that Brozier chance, but but not too much after that. And I'd probably say sort of Calvin Phillips coming on and Geldhart for Leeds as well, just giving them a bit more cutting edge, a bit more movement, maybe something for Southampton defenders to worry about sort of going the other way. And, you know, Phillips's class and sort of composure on the ball maybe just helped Leeds settle things down and, and the game kind of just, just drifted towards the end. Well, Dean, let's talk about the formation now then, because pre-match, we weren't quite sure how it would work with Diallo in the starting 11. Uh, how did that work for you? And, and also, how would you rate Diallo's performance today? I think Diallo did OK. Um, I can understand potentially why the manager played it. Um, very, very narrow. Um, probably wanted a little bit more from Liveramento and Cole Walker-Peters in, in the first half in terms of, of width, and that would have been Southampton's real attacking threat. Um, but Leeds were very strong in that opening 10 to 15 minutes centrally in terms of pressing, winning the ball back um, and then getting the ball forward with one or two passes and, and breaking on on Southampton. So Diallo did OK and um, played on kind of the, the left-hand side 
Um, he actually almost had a few um, almost balls where a couple of times he, he, he he kind of put the ball across the the box with the outside of his foot, and it just got it just got intercepted before it could get through to Shea Adams or or Brozier. Um, and I actually feel a little bit sorry for him. I think he's crying out for you know to play in his natural position in in the central midfield. It's just unfortunate for him that he has James Ward-Prowse and and Oro Romero in front of him. We've got a fantastic partnership, and individually both playing very very well. So he's having to bide his time. Uh, but he's getting Premier League experience, which is really, really valuable for him. Still a young man. Um, we've, when he has played centrally, we've seen some outstanding performances um, for him. So it just, you know, it just takes a little bit of time, but it, he, he will get there. Um, and when he did play centrally, when Oreo went off, uh, he made some very, very good interceptions. So we know he defensively he's sound and he and he senses danger, and that is one of his his strengths. So. Um, I'm sure he'll be disappointed because he wants to play centrally, um, but he did okay and he did a job for the team, which is all part of being a, a footballer um, in the modern day. So, yeah, he, he did okay today. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, it was an intense way of playing football. We knew this. It doesn't look always good because it's very hectic, and, and uh, yeah, but it's tough here to, to play with the atmosphere and uh, with the... Uh, the early pressing, so we try to avoid playing in their own half, more playing in their half, and then it sometimes ends up in a ping pong, what is okay. Not always nice to watch, but I think in the end we had the bigger chances today. We could definitely win this game today, and it's a pity that we only take a point, but in the end, uh, when you one down after 15 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, I think, then it's, it's, it's not so easy to come back here, and uh, yeah, although the atmosphere was good, we were res- resistant, and, and this is good. Yeah, you spoke about the atmosphere inside the stadium and obviously the fast start that Leeds had. How impressed were you with the way your players responded, particularly to the goal, the, the Leeds goal and the way they bounced back so quickly from that? Well, I think we haven't been bad in the game before. So, I mean, this, they said you are a little bit under pressure in some moments, it's clear. But uh, so, so the 100% chances I haven't seen, to be honest. And we had a big one from Moy in the beginning where we can score the first goal. So we had always our, our moments and our threats in, in, in some in some situation so for me um, um, it was always clear that we have a chance to to, to come back and to to turn things today. That sort of resilience that you're speaking about is that something that you you feel is developed in your team over time? It has to definitely still easy sometimes uh, how we give the chances away in in, in some crucial moments but but in the end I think we had we had the better ones today and uh, in such an atmosphere to take a point today after the last three games lost I mean this is Good for us. Uh, we're not unhappy with the game today, although we had a chance also to win. Well, it's Chelsea next up for Southampton next Saturday. Adrian, what are your early thoughts ahead of that match? Well, my early thoughts are probably in the context of their result today. 4-1 defeat at home to, to Brentford. Um, there's obviously a lot going on at Chelsea with the sort of ownership situation and they've done really well to kind of fend off that sort of impact in the team. Um, but this is probably the first result where you'd, you'd wonder, and you know, we'll obviously have to see how that game panned out. What, what, you know, what contributed to that four-one defeat? But probably the first bad result they've had since everything was kicking off. They also got Champions League in midweek. Um, sounds like defensively they were very bad um, today as well, which maybe you could probably guess from the number of goals they conceded at home. But it does actually sound like they were poor goals defensively they gave away. Um, so it'll be interesting to have a look over that game and see what sort of shape Chelsea will be in after they get through the midweek and, and what they will be to exploit. But I think Brentford going going to Chelsea and winning 
will just make you know Chelsea are doing very well, got a lot, a lot of quality. But if that's the sort of result they're on the wrong end of, and you're a Southampton side thinking about facing them next week, maybe it's not quite as daunting a prospect as it might have been this morning. Yeah, rather Southampton, uh, Southampton result, a rather surprising result uh, for Chelsea, Dean. And obviously there's there's a little bit of turmoil off the field as well. Is this maybe a good time that Southampton can exploit them? Well, I hope so, Steve. It, it looks as though they've got a little bit of vulnerability about them. Um, you know, um, a poor result for, for them today. Um, but you always, there's always a sense of worry in terms of playing a team such a top team against Chelsea after they've been beaten and how they will react because they're top players and um, they will react to it so um, be interesting to see but Southampton have been excellent at home uh, this season um, and have performed very very well in their last home game against Man City didn't get the result but if they can play like they did against Man City and Southampton are good against the top teams they, they're brave and, and they kind of fancy themselves to, to beat um, the top team. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm sure there'll be a reaction from, from Chelsea, um, but Southampton will want to get back to, to winning ways as well uh, and kind of move this run forward now. It's one game unbeaten with a good point of get away to Leeds um, with a home game coming up. I'm sure the atmosphere will be fantastic as well at St Mary's. So looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. We are very much looking forward to that one as well. Uh, now, before we say goodbye, let's take a look at a couple of comments being sent in to us on socials. Uh, David Palmer, hello to you. He says, well done, James. Come on, you saints. Uh, what a fantastic free kick again that was from him. Uh, a lot of love coming in for Carl Walker Peters as well. Peter on YouTube says, KWP was my man of the match. Uh, Trish Skies agrees. She says, man of the match surely has to be Carl Walker Peters. Great comeback from the lads after to the Leeds goal. Uh, Kai Tizard, good fight, boys. Very good point. And Doug Cruz says, well done, Saints. And a final one from Andrew Dron, who says, skillful battling point. Very committed performance. Good springboard for the run-in now. Uh, and before we say goodbye as well, uh, of course, we would like to wish Southampton FC women uh, all the very best for their top-of-the-table clash against Ipswich tomorrow. We are, of course, hoping that Marianne Spacey's side uh, can have a positive day in Suffolk tomorrow yeah best of luck to our women's team there well adrian and dean thank you very much for joining us today on saints live and on the final whistle we'll see you again soon a valuable away point for southampton today and we'll be back next week as the saints return home to st mary's to face chelsea enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you then bye for now